Welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 2 of Family Ties. This episode was titled, Here We Go Again, and it originally aired on September 27th, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Guten Tag! Hey! <laughs> I just remembered, well, I listened back to our old episode, uh, the season finale of season two, and um, I said I was going to try it in different languages next time, and then, then I didn't do it last last episode. <laughs> so, well, that's good. This yeah. is German, I understand. Right. Yes, you are right. Wow. Herr Vecchio. I probably know that because <laughs> of Indiana Jones we were just discussing. We were. We were with the merits of all of them. Or the beginning of It's a Small World. Either way. Um. Oh, that reminds me. We went to George's. Um, have you ever been to George's? That little deli German restaurant place store in Calamesa? Uh, okay, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if we've ever actually gone in it, though. Oh, so they have like, you know, deli sandwiches and then they do hot plates. A lot of different kinds of sausages, knockwurst, Polish dogs, that kind of thing. Spicy Hungarian, that's the one to get. It's not that spicy, okay. but it's delicious. So we went there last Saturday, and we, you know, we get spicy mustards and stuff from there. And they have, if you like gummy bears, their gummy bears are from Germany. They're the best, hands down. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. So, and they have, you know, the gummy colas and the gummy all of it, all the Haribo stuff, or mm-hmm. however you say it. Delicious. So, and then they also have all the delicious German cookies, and oh, so we, so we went there. We got a sandwich. We go out onto the patio because you know you can still eat on their little patio. And right. they had um, an older gentleman and a lady, I'm guessing a husband-wife team. He's playing the accordion. She's singing. <gasps> and it was painful at best, but so wonderful. And she was so happy. And so he started playing Small World, <laughs> and she started singing it. But she doesn't know all the words. <laughs> so at one point, she's all, hmm, 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 hmm. And it was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I want to see that. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm I'm hoping that they might be there this Saturday. That that is pretty cool. This is and they're just outside? Yeah, they're outside on the patio and he's got his, you know, accordion all set up and she's just out there singing and their patio's not that big. I mean, it's a 20 people patio probably tops and it was magical. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so if you're ever in the market for uh a little German entertainment. That's the word. That's the place to go. Oh, I do love that. Yeah. So last summer, you probably remember, I don't know how much I talked about it on this show, but I definitely talked about it on uh, the Mandarin Orange show. But we did a trip across the Midwest where we went to a bunch of different Cedar Fair parks. We got a, a pass from Knott's Berry Farm. We got to go to all the different amusement parks, right? Yes, I do remember that. So one of them we went to is Kings Island in Ohio. And they're famous for the Beast, which is the world's longest wooden roller coaster. But... When they first were set up, the opening area especially is kind of like a world showcase, sort of like at Epcot Center, where each little area is themed after a different country, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the pavilions that they have there is a Germany pavilion. The building is, you know, this huge, huge meeting hall, and it's decorated like, you know, it's built 
with German architecture or whatever. And you go inside and it's a big, it's supposed to be like a beer garden. There's big long uh, tables with benches along them, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a stage that's got a very, uh, you know, German looking decorations on it, little, little Alpen cottages or whatever. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's very Bavarian looking. Sure. And when we went in there, it's pouring rain outside. And so we were looking for a place to go eat. We went inside, and there's a guy up on stage playing accordion, singing German songs. Fantastic. There's two restaurants inside this pavilion that you can choose from to eat in this German pavilion. One of them is a pizza place, and the other is a Panda Express. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they were so close to nailing it. So close. (laughs) Oh. Of course, I love Panda Express, so it was great, but... Yeah, Panda is top-notch. It's a little different than eating a sausage while you're listening to an accordion. Yeah. It, well, and, you know, they always put sauerkraut on the plate. I don't like that, so I just leave that part. But mm. I do like the German hot potato salad. That was real good, too. Ooh. But um, was the performer good? Oh, he was great. I got video of him, and he was very entertaining. Very, I mean, you know, we were in Ohio, so I don't know how, like, authentic he was, but he did a good act of it anyway, and it was, it was pretty fun. Sweet. Yeah, I, I just was listening to your other show, The Mandarian Orange Show, and you were talking about your top five, and it was um, rides, basically. Yes, that's right. So I've, I've got my own list. I need to just type that up and send it over to E-mail you. Email us. E-mail yes. us. Because we're going to record in the next couple days. Oh, perfect. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I was hearing you talk about the Beast, and I, then it made me, you guys were talking about Colossus, and my love for Colossus runs very deep. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so it makes me want to go and ride the Beast. It's really fantastic. The great thing about it, not only is it the longest one in the world, but it is all, it's on the edge of the park, and it's built in this huge forest. So once you leave the station, you're racing on this huge train track, you know, roller coaster track, and it's all surrounded by woods. Oh, wow, that's You weird. go through tunnels and come out in the middle of the forest. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and then you come back into the train. So it's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well... That's uh, one of my lifelong goals is to ride roller coasters from uh, around the country and around the world like you did. Yes, yes. Because both of you guys now are all of you actually because the kids rode it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. The roller coaster in Tivoli, one of the coolest experiences of all time. Where they don't have brakes on it, there's actually a manual brake and a guy operates it on the train with you. That's so crazy. And it's one of the oldest roller coasters in the world. I think it's like number three or something for oldest roller coaster still in operation it's something like that so does it have a name or because you guys just call it the roller coaster that's what it's called the roller coaster because at the time there was the roller coaster like that was the (laughs) thing that's what it was you know there weren't that many of them (laughs) it was either the roller coaster or no roller coaster that's right (laughs) so yeah and i mean it's of course, the name is in Danish, and I don't remember the Danish word for it, but oh, the sure. translation is the roller coaster. So. Oh, well, that's perfect. So, speaking of Ohio, I think you should tell us what happened in this episode. That's right, because we are here to discuss uh, family ties, not Germany necessarily. Right. But you said it, and that just that made me remember last weekend, and it was a magical, magical time. And that was also a perfect, perfect transition there, i got to tell you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it didn't hurt that um, Alex's shirt said Ohio throughout the entire episode. It was very bold there, and it definitely was a good <laughs> reminder of what state they were in the whole right. time. Right. <laughs> Denial. <Yeah. Uh-oh. laughs> this was a great episode. It really was. And like you mentioned uh, right before we started, 
I didn't know how soon what I was predicting was going to happen, and it was this episode. Right. So. so are you going to um, tell everybody it's the return of? The return of Skippy. Skippy. Skippy's back. Aww, he's the best. Sha-la-la-la. Well, real quick, before I tell everyone about the episode, if you guys would like to watch Family Ties along with us, it will help you to know what we're talking about. If you get a subscription to CBS All Access, Family Ties is included with that, and that's how we're watching it. So you should definitely do that. Yeah, it's super fun. Lots of good shows. There are. They've gotten a lot more, a lot more recently, so that's really good. I was being facetious, though. Sorry. Well, no, they like, they like tripled quadrupled their shows when they made the deal with Nickelodeon and all that so yeah they really there's have a lot more on it now. content yeah so anyway we uh we watched episode two of season three and um it starts out and the family is rushing around they are getting ready to go on a camping trip well everyone but Elise is because Elise is so busy with her architecture job which apparently she didn't lose when she uh, bailed on her um, on her conference last week. <laughs> on her first big project. On her first big project. I guess I guess they forgave her. Mallory must have done a really good presentation, um, so they're okay. <laughs> um, so she's running around. And she's doing her work at home again. I guess it's over the weekend. She said she has to get her project done by Monday, so she has not learned her lesson about overworking herself. Right. Um, maybe she's just making up for how badly she messed up. I don't know. <laughs> but she's way more even killed. All of a sudden, she's back to Elise, like normal, normal Elise, you know. Um, and so everyone else is getting ready for camping. Now, Steven and Jennifer are very excited about it. They're definitely the campers. They're getting the, the uh, you know, the bags, the sleeping bags and the tent and all the stuff. Whereas Alex and Mallory are a little more... Uh, well, they're city folk, let's say. Yeah. Uh, Mallory's <laughs> bringing like tons and tons of luggage with her because um, she can't go anywhere without it. Alex, for some reason, is in a beekeeper suit for the first several scenes, <laughs> um, which brings up so many questions. For one, how does he have a beekeeper suit? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that was really necessarily a, a big thing in Ohio, but maybe it is. Maybe. And I mean, I would think you would have mentioned it. Maybe it's one of his extracurriculars or something oh, that they that's just didn't go thinking. into. That that would be, if I was if I was in a writer in the universe, that's how I would have explained it. But Oh, yeah. They never went into why he had it. Because he had the big old gloves, too, and then the hat and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, those were giant gloves. So they're all getting packed up to go. And Steven double checks with Elise that she, you know, doesn't she want to come? And she's, oh, i got all this work to do. You guys should go on ahead. And... It is mentioned that she had something like a doctor's appointment and she's waiting for, you know, for she hasn't just hadn't had a lot of energy recently and it's going to be better for her to rest and get some work done at home. So she stays home. The family takes off to go on their camping trip. Well, Lisa's staying at home and shows, doesn't ever show them go out on the camping trip, by the way. They just go out the back door and we don't see them for a while. Right. Um, now we see Elise. She's working around the house. She's getting her stuff done, and there's a knock at the door. It's, I'm thinking this is later in the day or maybe the next day. Um, and it's got to be later in the day because Alex is still wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Unless he, unless he didn't change. Yeah, so I think he must have come home. I mean, they must have come home later that same night. That's got to be. So we get a knock at the door, and it's Skippy, who we haven't seen in yeah. quite a while. Yeah, not since uh, two dates, one prom. That's right. Or was it the Baby Doe one? Which one came after? Well, either one. 
Those were the last two. I don't remember for sure. Yeah, you're I think probably you're right. right. No, I think you're right, actually, that uh, when he went to go meet his mom. Yeah, when he was adopted. Yep. Because that was like the last one that we did before our uh, COVID hiatus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Skippy comes in and he's like, oh, I'm here for lunch. And, and Elise is like, what? And it turns out Mallory invited him over and... But he, she knew she was gone on the trip, and she did it on purpose because she wanted to get him off her back, and now he's basically been stood up. But <laughs> he he generously offers to hang around and hang out with Elise and keep her company, which I guess she, like, lets him stick around, feeds him and stuff. And uh, so they're in the... I think they're in the kitchen, right, when she gets the phone call. Or no, I guess no, it was the living room. living room, yeah. Still in the living room. She gets a phone call from her doctor, and you can tell from the way she's answering and what he's saying that she's finding out that she's pregnant. What? They're having a new Keaton. New um, kid. Who this? Now, of course, Skippy does not pick up on it. And she gets out the phone and is like, what is it? And she's like, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. And then she just she wants to call Steven, but she realizes he's in a tent and she can't call him. And she has to tell someone. <laughs> So she spills the beans to Skippy. And she's like, we're having a baby. And he's like, we are. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, skip forward a little bit. And Elise is very nervous about, you know, she's trying to think of how she's going to tell Steven. Because they're a little older and they definitely weren't planning on it. And um, at, in the middle of her planning this, the family comes home. They're all soaking wet. It's raining outside. They're all having a huge fight. Everyone is upset at each other. Mallory threw the tent out to put her makeup table in there. Um, I don't know. Everyone is just arguing with each other. And Stephen comes in. And he's like so mad at them. He sends the kids upstairs. He's like, I never want to hear about kids again. You know, I'm so angry right now. And Elise is like, Oh, that that doesn't make it easy on me. And eventually, as she kind of gets him calmed down, and she she talks, he's like, "Well, how was your doctor's thing?" And she's like, "Well, I got good blood pressure, and and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a perfect height for my age." And oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> my triglycerides have never been better. <laughs> triglycerides. That's right. <laughs> so Stephen and Elise are chatting about you know in the in the kitchen, like how are we, what is going on here? She's worried that Stephen's not happy, and he's like, "I am happy, but I'm." Oh, I forget. He had some funny, like, I'm schlappy or something. He was, like, going crazy, making up words. Blending words together, yeah. Because he just didn't know how to respond. But he is excited about it. Then the kids come in, and when they hear the news, they are less than enthusiastic. Yes. Um, to the point where they're just, like, angry and stomp out, and it's just gonna, it's miserable. So... Then, eventually, the kids come back down. They each have had time to buy a present or at least wrap something that they already had. Yeah. And they give an offering of peace. Um, Alex has a, a little tiger that says his name. Or, I, I love Alex. I love like Alex. That. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and then the girls bring down like this little merry-go-round music box. And they all make up and they're happy that they're going to have a sibling. And... We don't get a freeze frame. We get like a fade out on the music box spinning yes. around. Yep. You're watching the little carousel spin. And that's the end yeah. of the episode. What? It was crazy. Sha la la la. It was, I mean, again, we had just talked about them needing to bring in a new cute baby in. Yeah, because Jennifer is looking a little bit older. She's not quite as funny and, uh, you know, cute. She's so yeah. precocious, but uh, she's definitely uh, 
she's, she's, she's a teen. Thin. Yeah, it was kind of funny because I mean, like we were just watching episodes, still part of season three or two, and then you know she was younger. She seemed like she w- could have been in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and now all of a sudden it's like she's a full junior high kid. Her voice is like a couple octaves deeper now than it was last season. Yes, for sure. I mean, well, she's gearing up to have that big music career. Yeah. Which we will get to, because I do have her uh, 12-inch record sitting right by me here. <laughs> it's ready to go at a moment's notice. I could pop it on right now. It's, it's, you never know when you're going to need Team the Other single. Oh, I bet it's good, though. It's got to be. I I don't think I've actually listened to it yet. I'm saving it for... I want to be fresh, you know. Oh, yeah. When we, we listen to it. We want reaction. Yeah. It's got to be in real time, you know. So. Yep. Oh, that's going to be incredible. Now, I watched this episode with Janelle, and she pointed out something which I didn't even think about, but she goes, I wonder if uh, Meredith Burney was really pregnant at that time. Because a lot of times in TV shows, you know, if a woman gets pregnant in real life, they'll write it into the show, because, you know, for obvious reasons, it's hard to avoid otherwise. Yeah, for sure. And sure enough, she really was. She got pregnant in between season two and season three, and so they wrote it into the storyline and she wound up having twins in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle her actually being pregnant and having a kid or having kids throughout the season. If she'll be missing an episode or, you know, not in it much or whatever. Yeah. So let's keep an eye out for that. I wonder how pregnant. So I noticed she was wearing the short shorts when she was laying on the couch and yeah. sleeping. And she didn't look like she had gained a lot of weight yet. So I wonder if they caught, you know, like, you know, they decided to write it in early enough that maybe that was really on the front end. Yeah, it must be. I mean, she unless they hit it really well, she didn't, you couldn't really tell too much. Although Janelle said she was wearing baggier clothes than usual, and I guess I don't notice that, but. Well, especially towards the end of the episode, she's wearing a big fl- flowy shirt. And, yeah. So they're but, probably covering up a little bit, but it's definitely early enough on that they. They caught it in time to write it in, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we obviously don't know when she got pregnant in real life, but, you know, assuming it was sometime in September, I mean, that puts her in May. So, and if it's August, I mean, it could, you know, obviously be earlier than that. And with twins, they're typically, they always come early. So. Yeah, that's true. And they are big. Like, it shows more, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because you got two. So while Janelle was looking up this trivia, she also came across an interesting thing because at some point in the episode, Steven is talking about like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to be parents and I'm 40. And he mentions that he's 40. <laughs> yeah. So I caught that. first of all, I can identify I was like, with that. <laughs> but doesn't he seem like he's older than 40? Oh, I don't know. 100%. Well, that's what I thought too. But Janelle looked it up and here's a fun fact that Meredith Bernie and Michael Gross, Steven and Elise, the actors were actually born on the same day in the same year, June 21st, 1947. No. So they would have been 37 when the episode was made. What? They were younger than they actually said they were? That's according to, I don't know, IMDb trivia or whatever. That's where she got it from. That's what it says. No, that's nuts. They were both born on the same day. Same day, same year. They have the same birthday. That is crazy. Yeah. So, shout out to Janelle for doing some trivia research there. That was good. Right? Oh, <laughs> dang. 
Wow. Then Steven was going on his thing like, oh, if I'm 40 now and our baby's 30, I'll be 70, you know. (laughs) Which is really funny, but then also it makes me like, I'm sitting there doing math about how old I'm going to be when my kids are growing up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow. I'm I'm old and our kids are old. Because Audrey just had her 12th birthday yesterday. It's all downhill. I already told you that. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, I know it. Wow. So if you would have asked me how old I thought he was on the show, I would have guessed mid to late 40s. Yeah, me too. That's what I, I mean, he's very gray, Yeah, which is definitely a part of it. And I think that's the part that's more deceiving. Wow. I would not have guessed 37, that's for sure. But yeah, so I d- just double-checked it. But yeah, it comes across on Wikipedia that uh, June 21st, 1947. Wow. That's good. We've got to double-check our sources there. we got to we got to report accurately, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are the boy. most accurate source of news on Family Ties <laughs> on the internet today, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. So I can identify with him being 40 because, you know, uh, we adopted Tessa and she is going to turn four at the end of November. And I uh-huh. am going to turn 45 the day after. So, um, so you're almost like exactly lined up with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little scary when you stop and think about it. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> when I'm 70, she'll only be 30. Yeah. <laughs> he says well, he said when we're when I'm 70 our baby will be 30 and she's like I don't think it'll be a baby at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have done everything you can to make sure it's not a baby anymore at that point. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Sha-la-la-la. So, speaking of people who don't act their age, just another observation I had when Skippy comes over. And he's invited himself basically to stay and have food. He said he needs a hot meal, and Elise offers to heat up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, <laughs> which is great. Oh, um, toasted then peanut butter like, is so good, though. But would you heat it? Because I don't like peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't oh. know. Well, like I'll, I've made toast before, and then make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on top of it. On toast, yeah. Hmm. I don't like peanut butter, as you know. So I that's do. my thing. Yeah. I eat jelly on toast. Oh, that's yeah. good. Or cinnamon and sugar. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> but just leave the peanut butter off and I'm fine. Yeah. Well, you know, to each their own. But I thought it was pretty great that so Skippy is trying to think of stuff to do to help uh, Elise to relax. <laughs> and he offers, if she wants to play jacks, which is pretty great because I'm pretty sure he's like a senior in high school. Yeah. Is he just carrying around a thing of jacks just in case someone <laughs> wants to play? Like, where does that come into play? And then he's like, or oh, we could do some yo-yo tricks. And he throws his yo-yo out and the yo-yo immediately breaks apart. <laughs> Oh, I saw that. I was like, how old is this guy? He's, uh, he's got to be a senior in high school because he was planning a dance with Alex last year. Yeah. But he didn't graduate, so he's got to be at least a senior. So I'm curious to see, like, because we're not 100% sure what grade Mallory's in, right? Right. I mean, we know she's in high school. Now? But we was don't she know in high exactly. school when Alex was in high school? I think, yeah, because at some point there was talk of them, like, knowing people in common or something. Oh, gotcha. I don't know if it was the whole time. It might have just been, like, she might have been a freshman last year when he was a senior. senior. That's possible. Okay. So maybe but I don't know exactly. like a year ahead of her, or, you know, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Could be something like that. Well. I, I think they're vague about it on purpose. Oh, yeah. Well, because um, you never know how long the show's going to go, so you want to keep her in high school right. to really mine those benefits, so. 
Well, and, uh, I mean, Alex has graduated high school and is now supposedly, like, going into college, but he's just living at home still and no mention of what he's doing, really. No, no school, no nothing. He's just chilling. Hmm. Well, I had an observation. Is it just me, or did Mallory really just get dumb? Like, like a switch flipped. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They've been hinting at it. Alex has teased her, like, since the beginning but we're hitting that point now where she just actually is super, super dumb. Right. And I'm almost sad because I thought she was funnier when she was a little wittier, a little more sharp. You know, now it's just like, um, is there going to be outlets in the woods? Are we going to bring outlets? <laughs> we're with not us? bringing outlets with us. <laughs> I mean, it got us a good Aww. chuckle there, but she's definitely a little. There's, yeah. She's ditzy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of weird cinematography on her at one point, too. Like, when they were talking about the baby, and it really, like, got, like, all up on her face. And she's doing that eye fluttery thing, like, where she's blinking real fast. And right. I was like, <laughs> She was so what? shocked. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on here? She just couldn't handle the news. That's the other thing, too. They're both, like, in high school. And, I, I mean, I, I get it. You know, they're in high school. They don't want to have a new baby around or whatever. But... They definitely are a little more immature than uh, than they should have been at this age, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, Alex is at least eighteen. I mean, yeah. he went to that bar, and his mom <laughs> came and got him. Right, <laughs> and now he's kicking the counter because he doesn't want to have a baby around. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna pull the uh, oldest sibling card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sheesh. Sha la la la. Well, we did not have any guest stars in this episode, unless you count Mark Price, but we've kind of decided, I think he falls into the category of uh, of a regular, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been too long. It has been too long, but we're about to see him a lot more. So according to IMDb, uh, Skippy is in 51 episodes of Family Ties, and this is his sixth appearance. Oh, wow. So we've got a lot more Skippy ahead. Like, he becomes a lot more prevalent as the series goes on. Which, there's like 20, what, 22, 23 episodes per season? Yeah. That's only two more seasons worth, and there's seven seasons total on the show, right? True. So it's not in every episode. But he's in it quite a bit. I mean, if you think about the first two seasons, he had a total of five appearances. Yeah, they really and used then the, him sparingly. Right, so for the following five seasons, he's got another, you know, uh, 40, 46 episodes. So, we're, uh, you know, he's in a lot more. Here's what's interesting, though. So, the five main family members, Stephen, Elise, Alex, Mallory, and Jennifer, um, are the ones who are in the series the most, right? Most episodes. Right. But following them, Skippy is actually um, the seventh most... Recurring actor. Oh, so there's somebody who beats... Oh, Nick. It's not Nick. Nick is actually eighth. Oh. He is right behind Skippy. So who's number six? The baby? The baby, yes. What? Do they use the same one throughout the... the Whatever time frame? (sighs) There's a thing they do. I almost don't want to, like, spoil it for you, because we're going to find out real soon. Okay. I don't want to spoil it, but I will say that the actor that plays their younger sibling is in it more than Skippy. I think he's somewhere in like the 60s for a number of episodes, something like that. Okay. 
He's in quite a few. So they hit but the baby I, I don't for a little bit, and then they switch the actor. Yeah, that may be. That may be the case, yes. yes. Okay. Well, uh-huh. I guess we'll just wait and see. I'm yes. intrigued. So that, that's all coming. We're, we're, gonna, we're getting into all this. It's very exciting. Sha-la-la-la! Well, I had two more observations. Number one, you know, we always talk about what they eat on the show, and it looked like uh, Elise had made, like, soup and a pot on the stove. Yes. And she ended up dishing some out to Stephen, right, when they uh, when she gave him the news, and he was kind of flabbergasted and talking weird and saying, you know, blending weird words together, and he was eating the soup. So that's like the mo- the heartiest meal they've had besides the sandwich. Yeah, that's right. And then he put the bowl in the drawer because he, he stuck was the bowl in the drawer. <laughs> Well, he did a whole thing where he dropped the soup out of his spoon back into the bowl. Yes. Then he was over at the soup getting more soup or maybe dumping the leftover soup back in. It was hard to tell exactly, but he was back at the soup pot. And then he went and put the bowl into the drawer. So he was like <laughs> right. all over the place with the soup. Yeah. And then Elise got it, the bowl. You know, she recovered it and put it in the sink where it belonged. So. Right. Yeah. Because she's got a level head about it all. <laughs> and then my last observation was I feel bad for Elise's career because now it's going to get put on hold again for at least a minimal of a short time you know a few weeks right well this may explain why we don't see her uh her co-worker in boss anymore right? I'm, I'm wondering maybe no that's bill. what happens yep because yeah. they I mean you know she just got the job two episodes ago and now she's already you know she tried to lose it and then done yeah. She tried it. to lose it twice already. <laughs> she really flamed out on this job here. <laughs> yeah. No, no wonder she's not uh, a very good architect. Yeah. <laughs> no commitment. And she's always doing her work in the kitchen. Like, it's probably always got little dribbles of food on it and stuff when she turns it into the clients. Yeah. And it's like, you know, get a drafting table or something instead of trying to work at, like, the kitchen table or the sink or... She's got to have an office somewhere in that house. They have upstairs. Yeah, and Alex is like in the attic or something from the way his room is shaped. That's right. So there's got to be some room somewhere. Well, you hope. You hope for the best. Sha-la-la-la! So here's an interesting thing. We actually had three different songs that were featured and credited as being in this episode. Oh, I know. I can think of two right off the top of my head, but I'm uh, curious what the third one is. Okay, well, what are the two that you thought? I'm a little teapot. Yes. Um, we're in the money. Yes. Because that's actually listed in my joke section. And <laughs> I can't think of a third one. Okay, well, I'll get to that one. So, a couple fun facts. I'm a little teapot was released in 1939. It was a song by George Harry Sanders and Clarence Kelly who ran, uh, they, Clarence Kelly and his wife ran a dance school for children, which taught children to waltz. And it said, it said this routine, however, proved too difficult for the younger students to master. So to solve this problem, George Sanders wrote the teapot song, which required minimal skill and encouraged the kids to pantomime. And then that became very popular and it helped them then to teach their kids to do the waltz. Oh, wow. Well, sometimes you got to waltz before you can run. That's right. <laughs> so, that's I'm a Little Teapot, which is officially also known as the Teapot Song. Now, the other one you mentioned, We're in the Money. We're in the Money. Do you know what that song is from? I don't. My Fair Lady, I think, but... 
it actually predates that by quite a bit, which oh. I didn't know this. I, I just looked this up, but um, it was originally released in 1933. It's officially called the Gold Digger Song, in parentheses, We're in the Money. And it's from a 1933 Warner Brothers movie called Gold Diggers of 1933. <laughs> That's a pretty creative title. I know. It's, it's, on, the mo- it's on the nose there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure you got the information. This is not Gold Diggers from 1927 or 1945. This is Gold Diggers of 1933. Just 33, yeah. And it was originally sung by Ginger Rogers in the opening sequence. Really? Yes. Huh. And the, the final one that's uh, listed is Brahms Lullaby, which is the song that the uh, music oh, box plays. The music box, duh. Yes, yes. Yeah, they really honed in on the music box, so. Yeah, it was a very artistic ending there. Yeah. But I think it sort of foreshadows the focus the baby's going to take in the show. So. Oh, well, the baby has right. to, especially if Meredith Baxter Burney's uh, going to bail out for a little bit. Yeah, we got to have someone there. <laughs> now, not to mention that during this time... We're leading up to the release of Back to the Future, so Michael J. Fox is is shooting Back to the Future during this season. Oh. And well, I think he shot it in between, but then he had to do pickup work and stuff like that during Reshoots. the season. Reshoots, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because this is in ni- 1984, Back to the Future comes out in 1985, so yeah, this is that timeline. So wow. a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes as well. That's kind of crazy. So that means like Steven and then they're really going to rely more on the Mallory character. And she probably, that's why they made her dumb is because they really needed things to bounce off of her. Yeah. And so. Yeah, they had to change the dynamic a little bit around. Yeah, they couldn't get that witty banter and let her be witty. They had to make her dumb. Yeah. Interesting. Sometimes I want to sit with like a writer's room and just ask questions like. What was the thought process? Like, why did you guys do that? I, I think you got pretty good, though, though. I think you you analyze it. You could write TV. I'm oh. calling it right now. Okay. Well, I'll try. I'll okay. start uh, just sending it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write copy for something. Yeah, you can do it. Let's get yeah. start. I'm in. All right. We'll just have to find an agent. That's next, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if any of you guys are agents that are listening to the show, just give us a message. You can write us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell us why you're worthy of representing Keith, and we'll uh, we'll get back to you. Well, can we be a package deal? Because I feel like, you know, sure, you've sure. got a lot of great ideas, and so I couldn't do it without you. Yeah, that's it. Keith and yeah. I, together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. All right. It's on. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get back to some of you. I'm sure it'll be a lot of responses, but y- yes, you know, definitely. We'll, we'll do our best. We'll wade through them. <laughs> <laughs> So there were a couple of uh, antiquated references I thought might need uh, some mention there. Oh, yeah. One of them sent me on a deep dive. Ooh, well, tell me yours. Romper Room. Yes, that's definitely one of them I have on here. Oh, man. So I didn't realize that it was obviously a syndicated show, but that different areas would have the different teachers or the hosts of the show. So it started with uh, Miss Nancy, because it was Nancy and uh, her husband that started the show. And then as the show continued to expand and grow, they would use different hosts in different cities in Boston. And then even, you know, um, it was syndicated around the world, too, like Japan and Australia and Belgium. And so, you know, because I always thought it was Miss Soto, but it turns out it was Miss Soko here in L.A. when I was a kid, because I used to watch it. Yeah, I think every kid had to at some point. Yeah, 
at least of our age. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And she said my name one time, and I was like, I don't know how this works, but somebody's going to have to pick me up and get me there. And then it turns <laughs> right. out it wasn't me. Oh. Well, yeah, so, if I remember correctly, they would go through a whole list of names. Yep. And in order to hopefully say every kid's name at some point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It turns out a lot of the hosts have died now, unfortunately. Oh. Miss How Nancy. long did it go? So it went from 1953 to 1994 in wow. the States. It went to 1999 in Australia, and then that was it. Huh. So No more no, romper room. Nope. No more romper room. <laughs> well, they also mentioned Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which I think probably more people are familiar with. Sure. Especially um, in light of all the documentaries that came out recently. Right. And then, of course, Sesame Street, which everyone still knows is still on. Which is crazy to me that it's actually on HBO now. Yeah. But they huh. still release the episodes for free, like, after the fact to PBS, if I understand oh. correctly. Okay. So if you want to watch them, like, when it's brand new, you got to watch it on HBO. But then, like, a week later or whatever, it comes out for free on PBS. That was part of their deal in buying it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's still, kids can still watch it. They might have to watch it and talk about it with their friends at school like the next week at the water cooler or wherever kids talk Mm -hmm. about stuff, you know. (laughs) Yeah. The playground. Oh, wait. They're not on the playground anymore. That's right. Oh, in the Zoom. That's what I meant. (laughs) Oh, that's... Okay, so I just learned an interesting fact about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Okay. Um, Well, it's not really an interesting fact. It's just... um, So, you know, this Daniel Tiger show that, like, Ella's seven. She likes that show. She watches it on Prime and... You know, PBS and that kind of stuff. That's actually Daniel Tiger from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the little yeah. finger puppet thing. They have, like, the I trolley song at the beginning of it and everything, right? And I've probably heard it a thousand times and it's never clicked. And then, you know, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so, yeah, sure enough, it's based on the Mr. Rogers thing. Yeah, I I was familiar with that, again, because our kids watched it at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a while. They're, they're kind of beyond that now. I mean, mm. sad, but also... I like the shows they watch now a lot more, so... (laughs) They're a little more interesting, aren't they? They are a lot more interesting. (laughs) Aw. So one other funny reference that I just thought of that they... uh, I guess it was more just a a time period issue is that she finds out, at least finds out that she's pregnant, she wants to tell Steven, and she's like, oh, silly me, he's in a tent, he can't bring a phone in a tent. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing, too, because I'm like, now, you know, pretty much everywhere you go, you can get some sort of service. Maybe not, you know, up on a mountain somewhere, but... Yeah, a modern one would have been like, oh, he doesn't have reception at the campground, you know, that's that's how you explain it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing the trip got ruined and they came home so quick. It's a good thing, yes. Otherwise, she would have had to sit on that all weekend. Oh, man. She probably would have just been, uh, you know, crazy with how to tell him. She was already <laughs> sitting in the kitchen freaking out. So Right. How long? I mean, she didn't think they were coming back for a couple of days. So how long would she have been in there going through it? Yeah. Too many days, apparently. When she was talking about how she was low energy and all that at the kitchen table, I was like, this is the episode. They're yep. going to announce that she's pregnant. Yeah, Janelle, I, same thing. Janelle called it, like, within two lines of the episode. She said, oh, she's pregnant. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, yeah, oh, I bet you're okay. right. <laughs> this is it. So, just to go back to the cell phone thing real quick. There are probably, I would say, 80% of sitcoms plots from, you know, before cell phones 
mm-hmm. don't work if you have cell phones involved. Oh, There's so nice. many things that cell phones completely change. Well, all the misunderstandings and you can't talk to the person. And Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I mean, if you think about it, like, there's Seinfeld. There's whole episodes where, like, they're stuck at a Chinese restaurant, you know, for instance, and they can't get a hold of each other. And they're waiting for a phone call to come through and they never wind up getting to eat dinner because they can't meet up. That whole thing, like, that just goes out the window. <laughs> that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's one text away from being solved. Yep. That's the whole episode is ten is two seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> Running late, be there in ten. Oh, okay, we're good. Oh, Chinese food. That sounds good. Mm, especially with a accordion player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be so awesome. Uh, that's funny. Did you ever go to Germany? Actually, have you been to Germany? So we were scheduled to go, and then our trip got canceled at the last minute because we had too many architects that wanted to go. Okay. And of course, whatever. So they got to go, and so we were going to end up going this year. And uh-huh. shocking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what That's happened right. from there. So yeah, theoretically, we're on the the trip list for next year. So we'll see. Okay, well, I remember that was on the table, but I couldn't. I didn't remember actually hearing. Germany story, so that's good. Yeah, so there was six of us that were supposed to go, and it turned out that only uh, two of my fellow salespeople got to go because they had you know multiple architects between the two of them that went. So okay. they you know kind of had to do the dog and pony show and the hosting and all that kind of thing. Right. So hmm. yeah, turns out one of my coworkers actually speaks German. So who knew? Oh, yeah, that's that's cool. My mom <laughs> took German in high school, but I think she knows about his. Many German words as you do. So. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> She's forgotten it all by now. <laughs> That's we actually awesome. went to Germany for one day while we were on our trip. When we went to uh, the Tivoli in, in Denmark, we stopped for one day in Germany, crossed over the border and went to a little border German town. Mm-hmm. And um, we ate at a restaurant, like a beer garden type restaurant. And uh, I, don't know, I, I just got water. Janelle and I got water, but my brother Matt was with us and he wanted to get... A beer, because we're in Germany, and you know, yeah. we're in a beer garden. He's like, oh, i got to get a beer. He's not like a drinker at all, but he's like, you know, we got to get one. So he ordered a beer, and there was like a large or a small, and he just got like a small one. And so we're out there, and eventually, and the waiter guy was hilarious, a great, like, you know, he spoke English, but an awesome German accent, obviously. Oh, yeah. And so he comes out, and he's got this huge tray with all these giant steins of beer, like, frothing over on them. And then there's one, like, small glass on there, and he comes out, and there's a whole big room. Everyone's all on benches, you know, in this big, like, open area. And he goes, who ordered the baby beer? And the whole, <laughs> whole room just died laughing. And Matt's like, me. Oh, <laughs> Here you go. Him. <laughs> oh, I totally would have pawned it off on you. I would have been like, he ordered the little one. I ordered the large. <laughs> no, I got water. Oh, and that's the other thing. When I ordered, I'm like, oh, I can, can I just get a water? And he goes, in Germany, water is beer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I just get, like, regular water? <laughs> oh, man. So. I've got some German beer stories, but that'll be for another show. All right. We'll have to do a whole separate, separate episode. I didn't know it was going to be <laughs> such a rich topic there. So. Right? This is We're full on uh, German or nothing. German or bust. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! The jokes per minute here on this one were awesome. I laughed out loud a few times, and so Heidi and Aiden actually were watching the show with me as well. 
And, you know, at the end of the episode, Aiden was like, this is kind of a funny show. I think I want to check it out and watch it from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's on (laughs) CBS All Access. We got it. So. One more convert there. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I'd already mentioned the one about uh, being out in the middle of the wilderness, bringing outlets, um, skipping (laughs) in the jacks I marked down. Uh, Oh, when they come back in. You know, they're all wet, and they're like, oh, where's Jennifer? And Alex is like, oh, she was so upset about the camping trip. I just told her, go ahead and unload the car and get some fresh air. (laughs) She comes in soaking wet, and he goes, see, look at her rosy cheeks. (laughs) Now, that one also drove me crazy because Steven's like, just leave the gear on the rack. We'll get it later. And I'm like, no, your camping gear is getting ruined out there. Yeah, no, you have to get that out. You got to spread it out. Let it start to dry. Yeah, you're just going to have a bunch of mildewy sleeping bags, and that's a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be disgusting. But <laughs> uh, Another one of my favorite lines is when Stephen, in, of course, you know, it was set up because Skippy had already found out that she was oh, pregnant, my- but he's like, who else knew? And she goes, oh, well, you know, you and Skippy. And he goes, oh, well, of course. Of course. <laughs> that was my biggest laugh out loud in this episode, like... I got a genuine belly laugh out of that. Oh, that was funny. I had to stop the show, actually, because we were all laughing. Because <laughs> uh, the way he does it, like, oh, of course, yeah, Skippy. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> didn't, like, bat an eye, didn't crack a smile, <laughs> nothing. I yeah, was like, was oh, that was a great delivery. Perfect. Uh, Mallory at one point says, you guys are parents. You shouldn't be having baby or shouldn't yeah. be having children. It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to quit school. <laughs> Somebody's going to see you. Uh, and then my other, uh, the other one that I do want to mention is when they were going through, the kids are kind of having that powwow and they're kind of talking about, you know, the, the bad things about the baby and they're <laughs> Alex is kind of the last one to, pile on and he's like you know they can't hold their liquor (laughs) and then babies can't (laughs) yeah babies can't hold their liquor and then he turns it right back around and he goes well they do idolize their oldest brother (laughs) yeah i wrote down a lot of those we had we had some good ones in common there that's good two other ones that i wrote down as well one is when elise was uh trying to break the news to uh steven or it might have even been when she was just rehearsing. I can't remember if she actually said this one to her. I think it was a rehearsal. But she said, remember when we went to the bed and breakfast and we <laughs> skipped breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was uh, funny. That was a good line. And then finally, um, instead of Mallory walking in on the parents, this time we have Alex walking in on the parents as they're starting to make out. And he goes, hey, cut it out. Don't you know that's how you got in trouble in the first place? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, this was a funny episode. A lot of it good, was really good. A lot of good lines. That made me remember, like when Elise was uh, pretending to talk to Stephen, and she's like, "So, how many people do you think you're in the room right now?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, she had some. Yeah, when she was going through all of her things, uh, she was like practicing like three or four different things before he walked in, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Uh, well, she wanted to break it to him just right. So I was thinking that made me start to remember like other TV shows and how they would announce, you know, like, oh, I'm pregnant. And, you know, they always the guy always kind of like, you know, falls out of his chair or makes a, you know, drops his fork or whatever it might be. And I'm like, that why? Why do men do that? Like, (laughs) 
And you're is that, that something that pregnant? real people do? I don't feel like anybody really did that. I mean, you would have to be, well, you know, because obviously you have the cold, indifferent, you know, oh, no, this is terrible, and that's not how they're supposed to react. But right. even the ones who are positive, good, they do that, they faint, or they, you know, freak out. Yeah, they get know. goofy or whatever. Like, you know, Ricky Ricardo, when Lucy told him, he, I think he was right in the middle of a concert or something, and he was up on stage, and he just started, like, yelling in Spanish. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, That's not how it was for us at all. I mean, I was very excited, but I don't know. I mean, it's may be a sign of how our relationship is, Janelle and I, but like, I don't know. I was there when she took the pregnancy test and we <laughs> found out together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, it wasn't like a secret in any way, shape or form. So, I mean, I was very excited, but yeah. she, I knew when she knew, you know? Right. And, I mean, you had probably planned, like, the process, and you were like, okay, now let's, you know, work on that. And Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, it's not a big surprise, I guess, at that point. Maybe not these other relationships, you know, but I feel like they had contraception, and they also had pregnancy tests back then. Yeah. So, they, so, they could have known. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Well, listeners, if you want to tell us how you reacted when you, uh found out you can write us at alex b keaton is my friend at gmail.com and tell us uh, how it went for you i'm sure you want to reveal those intimate details to us <laughs> and have us read it out to uh the interested public so oh, please do that that would be awesome that would be fantastic i hope somebody does i mean what what better way to start out getting letters than by hearing about that <laughs> <laughs> right uh you know as a foster parent um we deal with different walks of life and different people and whatnot and and um, I've heard quite a few interesting stories about, you know, episiotomies and that kind of stuff Ooh. from the parents. And Ooh. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of interesting information to share with somebody you don't really know in a weird situation. <laughs> yeah. But Well, it's amazing, though, like when you're going through that, I mean, or, you know, you or your, in my case, my wife, obviously I wasn't physically going through it. But sure, it becomes such a like intimate part of your life. Like you're so everything is engrossed in that whole process that it's just stops being embarrassing. Yeah. You know, like it's just not, I mean like before Janelle had a baby, like the whole idea of her being in a hospital room and barely covered in any way, shape or form with all these strangers around would have totally freaked her out. And by the time we got to there, it was just like, whatever, I'm having a baby. I don't care. You know, do what you got to do, but this yeah. baby's going to come out. So you, the, the whole process changes you, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they go through all that crazy, like, hard pain and labor and delivery and everything. And, you know, it, it kind of fades away and they're ready to go again. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, some of them do it more than once, apparently. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we do have two kids, so something worked out. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> that's special. Well, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more uh, pregnancy and baby talk about uh, throughout this season. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all that. Sha-la-la-la! Was there a moral to this episode? Yes. So I actually kind of found one that I thought. So just when life gets comfortable, things get shaken up. So, or you hit the third season and your child actor, child actor is getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> right. <laughs> when all else fails, get a new, younger, cuter child. Right. Yeah. 
No, but I think it's just showing that, uh, you know, you can't always be complacent in uh, where you are in life because sometimes something happens and it shakes you up and, you know, it, it could possibly change you for the better. Yeah. Sometimes it's you're going to have a baby. Other times it's your sister threw the tent out of the car and you just got to <laughs> roll with those punches, you know. Right? But your makeup could be on point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what about you? Did you have a, a moral that you saw in it? Well, I mean, I didn't state it quite as eloquently as you, but uh, but basically just that, you know, they were they were so comfortable in how, you know, their lives were, the, the kids especially, that, you know, they had to, like, think about someone outside of themselves. So they weren't thinking about how it affected their parents or what a new baby, how the new baby would feel. They just thought about how is this going to affect me. Right. And, uh, and it's an interesting, again, it's an interesting part of, having a kid and bringing a new kid into a family because you know there's so many things that I thought would be challenging like as an adult I don't want to like share I don't want to do these things I don't want to give up this stuff and when you do have a kid come into the picture it's just it's natural you want to give everything to them you know it just it just changes you yes and uh so I think they started to go through that process themselves and they'll get there you know eventually maybe not Alex but yeah that's well, well you know. <laughs> But they're older, so you know that they're going to have those moments, too, So, which is good. It's not, you know, a three-year-old having a baby sister or baby brother. It's, you know, an 18-year-old. Well, I was in uh, eighth grade when my parents decided that they wanted to adopt. I have two, two brothers, you know, they're two younger brothers, and my parents decided they wanted to adopt uh, some girls because they had three boys and they're like this is how we're going to get our girls right yeah right. <laughs> so um they're speaking preaching to the choir here <laughs> right exactly so when i was in eighth grade when they decided they were going to adopt my first sister and i like i didn't handle it well i mean it was very similar to that i totally had a meltdown and i was like i don't i don't want to do it and it wasn't like that i was against adoption necessarily just that like we there was three siblings. It was just the perfect number. And why do they want to mess with it? And I just, I had a meltdown. I was in junior high, you know. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, I guess, expected. And it, as soon as, like, we met my sister, it was like a, a switch flipped. And I was like, she's my favorite, you know. And yeah. and we had a very special close bond from then on. But it took a lot as, you know, again, me being in my adolescent stage, I would only think about myself, you know. So Yeah. That's, and that's a normal reaction. Yeah, I was probably extra bratty about it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you were the preco the precocious teenager. I was. I was in the realm of normalcy, but still, I, I was probably on the upper end of that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to see what your parents' take was on that. Oh, I think they'd agree with that. If anything, I'm probably <laughs> underselling it according to them. So, <laughs> I, I wonder if you had a flair for the uh, dramatic. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> I, I think that that could be safely be said. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Sha la la la. Well, with that, I think it's gonna do it for this episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. So thank you so much, Keith, for co-hosting with me once again. Well, thank you very much. I had an incredible time. Me too. Uh, thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. As always, we appreciate you guys. And um, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com, you can also use the contact form on our website, alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. We actually got a spam message through our contact form this week. So I know the contact oh. form is at least somewhat operational. I was so excited, Keith, 
because the name on the message, it said, I got a notification that we got a message through our form, and it was just a person's name on it, and I was like, this is it. Here it's we happening. go. We got a message through our contact form, and then it was what? a spam. Oh. I know. So Were they going to help us uh, market the podcast again? Uh, no, this one was like all over the place. Like it was probably eight pages of oh. I don't know. I, I I'm like I'm not I'm not reading through this and I don't even know what the subject was. I probably I, I did it on my phone because I don't think I can get a virus on my iPhone. I hope. Yeah. Um, but it was probably something along those lines. Although it was through contact form, oh. so I don't know. It was a, it was spam. Very disappointing. So I used to be in charge of the uh, uh, email when it, we I had that other podcast that I did with John. Yes. And, you know, it's always so exciting when you open it up and you see you got all these messages. And then when you find out that you really have zero messages and there was like 20 spam, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's disappointing. Our, it is. Our thing either filters out spam pretty well or that we just don't even get spam very often. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Gmail's a pretty good platform. It seems like they're getting good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's much better than the olden days. Yeah. Maybe you should check our junk folder. I I, I have. Oh, okay. But I will continue <laughs> to do <Yeah>. that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, I know. Well, you guys could help uh, solve that situation. Just drop us a line. I'll speak to my friend at gmail.com. And um, like I said, that's going to do it. Thank you again for listening. Keith, uh, I'm excited we're, we're on track here week after week. Yeah, we're, we're at rolling the end of like September a freight train. On the episodes. I know. This is we're, great. Yeah, like three or four more. We'll be right in, in line again. We we're, just keep we're it going. sync up there. We're going to yep. do it. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, that's going to do it. So uh, please join us again next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby?